when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Welcome to episode four of The Believeland Pod, your source for the latest topics and opinions on the Cleveland Browns. I am your host, Jared, and I will be joined by Char and JB to give you all of our insight on the Cleveland Browns. Go Brownies. All right, so we'll jump right into it. Last Thursday night, our Browns took down the Pittsburgh Steelers 21-7 at home to move to 4-6 on the season. That is the first time since 2014 we have defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers and the first time we have beat both Baltimore and Pittsburgh in a season. Obviously, the big story out of this was Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph fight. Um, Just an update on that. Miles did have his appeal hearing today. It was heard by James Thrash and Derek Brooks. He did go in person. Um, We should hear that ruling in the next couple days. The ruling we did hear is that Larry Ogunjobi is suspended for one game, and that is very frustrating that he's still suspended for one game, and Mason Rudolph has yet to get anything. That is a joke, and we all saw Mason Rudolph's so-called apology today. Um, What do we think about that, JB? I think at this point, the fact that nothing's happened to Mason is a bit of an outrage. But if you look at this from, you know, like an outsider's perspective who doesn't have a connection to either team, I think what will happen with Miles is it'll get reduced from an indefinite suspension down to, uh, I don't know, probably the rest of the season, but there will at least be a number that uh, we're aware of and can uh, count down from. By rule, it's actually going to have to be a game by the book. They have to put it down to a game since it happened on field. That is, they will have to put it down to a game according to that. So that'll be interesting to see. Do you have any predictions for how long? I think it'll just end up being the rest of the season. What do you think, Char? Like four games. Four. I would love if it was four because then wouldn't he, be, wouldn't he be back for Baltimore then? I believe he would. Yes, he would. He'd be back for the Baltimore game. That would be huge because we are going to need him. Um, I just don't see it happening, though. I think I'm going to side with JB and probably think it's a season five at best, which would be awesome. Um, but we're going to move on from that because there's just been too much about that. We're just going to hop into – we're going to talk about the defense then since we're missing Miles. Did, well, uh, did you guys stumble across? There was a, there's a petition on change.org. It's got 77,000 signatures and counting to reinstate Miles Garrett. I did see that. Um, so without Miles, though, there are already a lot of questions at safety due to injuries, but now there's even more questions on the defensive line. We're becoming very thin. Um, so I really don't know what to expect. Maybe a heavy dose of Chad Thomas. I think JB has some more on him and the defensive line. Yeah, with the different injuries and obviously the suspensions we have going on, our defensive line is pretty depleted. Uh, we're running with three defensive tackles right now and three defensive ends. However, Chad Thomas has been playing pretty good football as of late. On the season, he has 13 total tackles. Eight of them are solo. Three sacks to his name, which is really good considering Miles has been like the main source of sacks for our team. So seeing him get some pressure on the quarterback is something we are going to need very badly given the state of our defense right now. He also has a fumble recovery, so just being in the correct position to make a play on the ball when you have the chance to is huge. And I think he's going to really surprise some people with his play, and I'm excited to see what he can do for our defense. I think he will come in and fit in nicely. I know a lot of our fans really like him. I've had quite a few tweets saying that's who should hop in. Uh, while we were on defense, though, how about we talk about Showtime Showbert? Dude has 92 tackles. The guy in second on our team is Mac Wilson with 45. And I looked it up today. Joe is currently sitting at fifth in the NFL in tackles. That is awesome. He has two sacks, two picks. We saw both of those last week. He has been huge. 
when he needed to be. Um, he knew we brought in a couple young linebackers, so he needed to step up, and he has just shown out. I love Joe Schobert, and he honestly is probably the MVP of our defense right now, especially with Miles out. What do you think about that, JB? Yeah, uh, Joe's been great. Not only his play on the field, which has been outstanding, as you said, the gaudy stats that he has, but also from like a, a leader's perspective, he knows what he's supposed to be doing. He knows what everybody else is supposed to be doing, and he's really been helping Mac um, to be in position and know what he's supposed to do out there. And I think that's invaluable, especially with the depletion we, we're going to be having on defense. You ha need that guy that's out there that knows exactly what needs to be going on at all times. And I think we need to pay the man. We have, I mean, I don't see why you wouldn't. He's a valuable part of our defense. He's like an extension of the coach out there. You need a guy like that around in your franchise for a long time. Um, he'll definitely get the bag, and Mac has definitely made it evident that he has helped him a lot on his journey, and Mac is going to be a superstar as well. I'm super excited to watch him develop. Um, obviously an Alabama guy, so we know he's very talented. Char, do you have anything to say about the defense and uh, Showtime Schobert? Showtime Schobert definitely showed up. I think this defense, even without Miles Garrett and all of them, at least this week with playing a talent-depleted Dolphins, I don't think things will show so much, so I think we'll kind of have a game to kind of gel and get things figured out a little bit before next week. I mean, we can't be looking past opponents, but I mean, these guys, a lot of these guys will be getting their first chances to get significant snap playing time. I think they'll be frisky and ready to play. Like you said, on the bright side, at least we're playing a pretty bad football team this weekend. Um, they're very bad running the ball. Uh, obviously, they have a little bit of Fitz magic, but we'll see. I just I really don't think we'll have any issues with him. Um, so, yeah, I think with the, our secondary being so stout recently, that's going to help a lot with our line. It'll be nice to get a little bit of pressure, but I think they're just going to be so solid back there that we should be all right, especially next week. And then we get Larry back the week after, so hopefully we'll be all right. And then maybe Miles will get reduced and we'll get to see him a little bit this year. And if we can sneak in the playoffs, he'll make some noise. Um, so we can hop in into the offense then. I think we hit the defense pretty good. Um, the offense has been a lot better. They had no turnovers on Thursday against Pittsburgh. The penalties have been drastically reduced. Um, and Baker, our quarterback, is finally hitting his stride. And another big news out today is David Njoku was practicing, and he was not limited at all. He was full go, according to Coach Freddie Kitchens. That is big time. I think he could be huge in the red zone for us where we've been struggling. That's a big athletic target that Baker likes in the red zone. So I think that could be the most vital part of getting David Njoku back. Um, JB, what do you think about the return of David Njoku and just our offense in general? I'm definitely excited to see David back out there on the field. He's a big body, uh, athletic freak that's able to catch passes and block for you. So, you know, seeing him out there is going to be a great thing for our offense. Overall, I'd say we, we've definitely turned a corner the last few games. As you said, Baker's taking care of the ball, and we're picking up chunks of yards when we need to. The red zone is still an area for concern. But, uh, you know, the problems we have been having, it's not all on – there's not one thing to blame. There's different things going wrong at different times. I think if we keep feeding Nick the ball, uh, having him eat up yards down there, making the safeties come up in the box, and then put some play action out there for him, I think that will open things up deep and make the safeties respect the fact that we can take shots down the field because I think right now they're not really – uh, respecting the deep ball with us because we haven't been putting it out there. So they're playing up, uh, doing different things to our receivers, bracketing coverage on Odell, making it difficult to get the ball to him. And I think when you do that and make Baker go to the other targets, 
Um, I know we have Jarvis out there and people who can catch the ball, but when he's not able to go to Odell with the media being the way that it is, saying why aren't you getting the ball to Odell and all the different pressure that's coming out from everywhere, I think it's difficult uh, for the offense to get in a rhythm like that and to gel together when they are taking away our top option and making him go elsewhere. But, you know, if I, I think if you keep – if you start running the ball, Kareem's there too. We can do different things with that, make the defense guess where we're going. But if you run the ball, make them respect it, bring the safeties up in the box, get the play action going, that'll open, open up everything for our offense and make a world of difference. But I like where we're going right now. I'd just like to see more of that in the future. All right, Char, do you think the return of David and Joku will help us in the red zone? Do you think that'll improve? I mean, that's a big um, athletic target versus our young guys that we have behind him right now. Yeah, I think Joku will, defi- will definitely improve prospects in the red zone. I also think he'll be one of those guys, like, in a third and medium situation, you can just put up the middle, be close to Baker, and you can get, like, a eight, nine-yard completion and move the chains, keep drives alive. And then, obviously, in the red zone, he's a huge guy he will be valuable in the red zone there and it will hopefully open things up for obj too that he can get more touchdowns get everyone getting fed feel good this offense should be going on all cylinders now now that we got all our lingering absences pretty much have resolved themselves at least on that side of the ball i want to throw in there i can't say enough how proud i am of the way odell's been handling all of this I think uh, in times past, like in New York, we would have seen him freak out you know, a handful of times by now, but I think him being with Jarvis and having that mentor there to you know, guide him and show him how a professional is supposed to act has been you know, a blessing for this team, and you know, hats off to Odell, you're handling this well. So we've talked about Baker a little bit. Um, he seems to be improving every week. His confidence that we've all fallen in love with is back. I love seeing that on the field. Um, the month of November, he is 70 of 112, which is 62.5% completion percentage for 704 yards, five touchdowns, and this is the biggest thing, no interceptions. That is phenomenal. On the year, he has a 47.5 QB rating, um, but this last month, 95.2. Baker is really starting to hit his stride, which is making our offense hit the stride. It all starts with the quarterback, as he and Freddie have always said, and I just love watching that guy get back in his rhythm. Because that's when I mean, we've all fallen in love with Baker. He's our franchise quarterback. He's the future of Cleveland. Um, so it's just great to see that. Char, what do you think about Baker? Um, do you think he's just starting to ignite this offense? That's why we're seeing us play so much better. Oh, yeah, definitely. And we've played some pretty solid secondaries like Pittsburgh, Buffalo. Even against New England, he showed good signs. Denver doesn't have a bad secondary necessarily. And he's he's been doing it consistently against good competition. I'm, I'm really I'm licking the chops to see this game. Yeah, I think Baker's going to pick him apart. We're gonna, we should score a lot of points. I think it'll be fun to watch. I think Odell's going to have a big night. I think our running backs, obviously, as always, are going to be great. Uh, but what do you think, JB, about Baker's improvement and that confidence finally being back? Yeah, I think it goes back to what we've been harking on in previous episodes. Things are finally starting to click. They're giving the ball to Chubb. He's getting you know double-digit touches every game. Um, Baker's just getting more comfortable. He's going through his reads better. Um, if his first option's there, he's hitting it. If not, he's going through that second and third read. And if pressure does happen to get to him, which it has, he's handled it wonderfully. He's rolled out of the pocket most of the time to his right and made plays happen. But I think the success he's been having, you know, 
goes back to what we've been saying, and he's making great decisions. And I think the game's just starting to flow a little bit more naturally to him. I think a lot of him, his confidence being back and him improving, honestly kind of falls on Kareem Hunt. Because as I said last week in our post-game show, um, it seems to be his safety valve. It used to be Hollywood Higgins, but he doesn't see the field anymore. Um, and it's turned into Kareem Hunt. Kareem's made plays. He's made great catches. He's fought for extra yardage. I love seeing his effort and his energy and just this team starting to come together. And I think they're having fun. We also, Dell today, um, being a little reporter, trying to get Baker to ask questions, but Baker just wouldn't do it. I love that. These guys enjoy each other. That's awesome. They're a team. That locker room is not um, broken down at all. And I think that, honestly, a lot of credit goes to Freddie. You all try to hate him, but a lot of credit goes to him keeping that locker room together with those high Super Bowl expectations, and they haven't, they haven't turned on each other, and that's awesome. Um, we can change gear now, though. We can go into the top five games for this weekend. All right, game number one, we have the Indianapolis Colts traveling to Houston to take on the Texans. Char, who do you like in that matchup? All right, this game off a short week, Thursday night. I think I think this will stand to benefit the team that performed poorly last week because they can kind of move on and forget their performance for that. And along with, I just I like Deshaun Watson offense a lot. I think Houston wins this game, and I don't see it being particularly close. All right, so we have Char taking the Texans over the Colts. J.B., who do you like in this matchup? Yeah, going back to what Char just said, the Texans are coming off an embarrassing loss. The Colts are, you know, they're banged up. Not They don't have their guys on offense, and it's a Thursday night game. I think the Texans come out. They're going to be the more, you know, rested and prepared team. I think they're going to light it up, and it's, like Char said, it's not going to be close. Supposedly, T.Y. might be returning for the Colts, though. Oh. But I think I think he'll be playing his way back. He's yeah, back in, so I'm still going action. Houston. Yeah. yeah. So we have two for Houston. I'll make it a consensus. I'll also go with the Texans. Deshaun Watson, he is just, he's a very fun quarterback to watch. And if they could just get winning, he would be up there. Uh, he'd just be stuck in the MVP talk, but since they've been losing a little bit, he's been out of it. So that's all three of us are taking Houston, and we all think they'll win uh, handedly. Next game we have are the Seattle Seahawks traveling to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. JB, who do you like in that matchup? Um, I'm going with Seattle here. Uh, I know Philly's coming off a tough game against the Patriots, but I think having to prepare for Tom Brady one week and then Russell Wilson the next week, that's a tall order for any football team. Um, But it just so happens that Seattle's a really good one, and I think they're going to take care of business against Philly. All right, there's one for Seattle. Char, who are you taking? All right, so I think I'm also leaning with MVP candidate Russell Wilson. He's been on fire, and former MVP candidate Carson Wentz has looked decidedly average of late. He's had a banged-up offense, but also Seattle is coming off a bye, and with Pete Carroll, they're 6-3 and three off a bye. One of those losses was in 2011 when they were just still rebuilding. The other was in 2012 with Russell Wilson's rookie year, and then they haven't lost off the bye week since 2015. Like, very consistently, one of the organizations that performs above their talent level. I I think the Seahawks win here. All right, so we have another consensus, because I, too, am going with the Seahawks. Um, I tried to tell you guys a couple weeks ago that Seattle was legit, and then they took down the 49ers. I think if it wasn't for Lamar Jackson storming on the scene, Russell Wilson would be the heavy favorite for the MVP. But just with all the Lamar hype, it's probably him who's the favorite right now. Um, so back-to-back consensus picks. 
Let's see if we can do another one. I'm going to say probably not, but third game, we have the Dallas Cowboys traveling to Foxborough to take on the Patriots. Char, who do you like in that one? All right, this game, so Dak has really been performing well lately. The Patriots looked less than convincing against the Eagles, lost to the Ravens. I think this is a game where the Patriots are maybe that part of the season where they're coasting a little bit. I actually like the Cowboys here. All right, so Char's taking the Cowboys in Foxborough for an upset. Um, JB, who do you like? Well, both these teams are coming off wins. Dallas' Dallas's offense is rolling, leading the league in passing, seventh in rushing. Patriots' run defense, not that good. Uh, you know, I was going back and forth between this, and I think it comes down to it's going to be a classic Tom Brady Patriots performance without mistakes. These are both good football teams, and I think New England, they've been there, done that, and I don't think Dallas is quite ready. Um, so we have, we're split one-to-one, -one, and I'm going to have a char. I'm taking Dallas um, to pull off the upset. While their offense has been good, it does struggle big time against good opponents, so that worries me a little bit. But I think it's time. They're tired of everybody just bashing them for the struggles against good teams and only beating up on the bad teams. So they're going to go secure a big win. Um, that New England offense is just not very good. But let it be said, though, that Edelman and Brady are unbeatable when they're on the field together in Foxborough. But that's going to end, and Dallas is going to take them down. So the next game, we have Sunday Night Football. I am extremely excited for this matchup. We have the Green Bay Packers traveling to take on the San Francisco 49ers. JB, who do you like in that matchup? Uh, given my pick history, I'm not quite sure why it even matters what I'm saying here. Uh, that's true. 0-5. We're going to throw it out there. 0-5. I'll own up to that, uh, but if you bet against me, then it, that's a winning proposition for you. So you might be interested to hear that I'm going with Green Bay in this game. Uh, the 49ers have some key injuries. The Packers had a bye week last week, and they've been playing well since that uh, Chargers debacle. And I think Rodgers has a throwback vintage Rodgers night, and they pull it off. All right, so we have one for Green Bay. Char, who are you taking? All right, so I am going to also take Green Bay. So I'm going on potentially the sinking ship here. <laughs> but bye weeks, in Aaron Rodgers' career, they are 9-2 and two off, coming off bye weeks for him. I like Aaron Rodgers to take care of business. I'm still not sold on San Francisco. I think Seattle exposed them a little bit. Their offense has been less than stellar. I think they can win. I also have one additional thought on that Patriots-Cowboys game. Is this game the battle for the belt of who gets to be America's team? Because you have a whole generation now that used to be Cowboys fans, those type of fans. They all like the Patriots now. They like to play the patriotic angle. Can we put an imaginary belt on the line here? I think you can if you want, sir. I feel like everybody hates New England. That's an interesting but they, one. But they get their bandwagoners, like the people who just kind of like want to be contrarian little shits and like, I like the Patriots. I talk about your brother, man. All right, so you're taking Green Bay? Back to the matter at hand. Taking Green Bay? Yeah, yeah, okay. Green Bay, Green Bay for all sure. All right, so another consensus, we're all taking Green Bay. Um, it's Aaron Rodgers on prime time. He has, he's one of the best armed talents ever. I think Green Bay's going to win a close one. San Francisco does force a ton of turnovers, and that line's good, so Rodgers is going to be running for his life a lot. But we've all seen him sling that rock. I think Green Bay wins a very tight game. And now for another primetime game, Baltimore goes to L.A. to take on the Rams, who are desperate for another win. Char, who do you like in that matchup? 
I like the LA Rams to take an L. And Baltimore, they just look like a lot better team. Their defense has been playing a lot better recently. The Rams' offense just looks lost. Like, even though they beat the Bears last week, they did not look good doing it at all. They have been they, a struggle this year. It's very surprising after their season last year, McVay had that offense just firing on all I cylinders. Has McVay been figured out? It seems like a lot of his protégés, like uh, Zach Taylor in Cincinnati, has been struggling. Cliff Kingsbury's had very mixed results. Like maybe it was a fat offense that he uh, was running. Yeah, maybe so. I do think Arizona, though, with Kingsbury, they've been a lot better than I expected. So you're taking Baltimore, though. Oh, yes. Okay, so Charles Baltimore. JB, who do you have? Well, I don't know what this says, but in my head, this is an easy one. I mean, Baltimore is the cream of the crop right now in the league. The Rams, I've been less convinced by them as the weeks go by. I think Goff is definitely not the guy out there. And perhaps, as Char said, it was just a fad offense thing that took the league by storm last year. Teams are catching up and watching film this year. But yeah, uh, Baltimore, they're they're what you want in an NFL team right now. and They're going to win. So, yeah, another consensus uh, kind of worries me. I'm taking Baltimore. So either we're going to get JB off that cooler and onto a heater, or we're going to join him and be ice cold. Let's hope for the heater. Um, Definitely a heater. So we'll go on to more um, predictions, and we're going to look at just the Browns. Yeah, look on their season. We have six games left, play Miami this week. Then we travel to Pittsburgh. Then we have the Bengals, travel to Arizona, take on the Cardinals. Baltimore, playing them again. And then we go and close the season at Cincinnati. Just to let you guys know, the combined record of those opponents is 18, 32, and 1. And now that we've talked about it with the outlook, 9 and 7 is not going to guarantee the playoffs. Actually, a very slim chance of getting in. So if we went out, we still might not get in. That Tennessee loss is going to haunt us, and we should have beat Seattle, we should have beat the Rams, and we should have beat Denver. But it's all in the past. Let's talk about the first game. We have Miami this weekend. Just quickly, do we think we can beat Miami? Yes. 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 All right. So all three of us think that's a win against Miami. Then we go to Pittsburgh and what I'm going to call the 100 penalty game because that is going to be disgusting. That's why they moved it up to 1 o'clock. Do we think we beat Pittsburgh, Char? Wait, did they seriously flex that out of being the night game? It was 425. Now it's 1. Trying to wow. bury it. Yeah, everybody else is watching their team. Yeah. yeah. But sorry, what was the question again? Do you think that we will beat them? The Steelers or the Dolphins? We already did the Dolphins, please, so Steelers. Please follow Steel. along. All right, yeah, yes. The Steelers, I think, what, Mason Rudolph is going to get sacked at least five times that game. So, yes. Yes. We'll, okay. Yes. JV. Uh, we have beat them. We're obviously going to be missing some guys, but I don't see why we can't do it again. Yes. All right, I think we'll beat them too. So, we both think we're going to extend that streak to at least four, the winning streak. And then we play the big bad Bengals, who are sitting at 0-10. Uh, do I even need to ask, guys, do we think we're going to beat them? We will beat the Bengals. Yeah, that's, okay. yeah. So we all think that too. This one I think is tricky. And we travel to Arizona because Kyler Murray has been looking good. And that's also the battle of the back-to-back Heisman winners, both from Oklahoma. I am very up in the air on that game. JB, do you think we're going to beat the Cardinals in Arizona? Uh, this one right here I have written down as a maybe slash L. So I'm definitely – I don't think we 
I don't think we win, but it's one that, you know, you never know. Some things could happen, and the ball could bounce your way, but uh, it's definitely not a W in my column right now. I think it's going to be a great game. I actually have a question mark written down because that's a tough one for me. I've been struggling with that one all year if we'll be able to beat them. Murray has just really impressed me. They might be pretty good um, in years to come. What do you think, Char? Oh, yeah, this game, that I feel like Cleveland should be favored come this game, but I wouldn't, I'm not willing to write them as an, an assume a win here. And I definitely, one thing when this game comes up, I might be predicting a future lock, be over on that game. I don't know where it's going to be, but I'm probably going to like it. So as we're sitting in this rundown right here, there's two games left that we haven't covered. We're sitting at seven wins. Yeah, and then so the other one after that is a tough one. Maybe the hottest team in football, Baltimore Ravens. We did shellack them at their place earlier in the year. That's been a while. You know they're pissed off. What do you think, Char? Are we going to take down Baltimore again? I think that's a big ask. I think Baltimore, I could definitely see Cleveland beating them again, but Baltimore is looking like the best team in football right now, so I'm not going to bet on it at this point. All right. I just hope they slip up like a lot of Super Bowl contenders do at the end of the year. They always have that one mishap, but we are division rivals. We did embarrass them at their place, so that's interesting. What do you think, JB? I also have this written down as a maybe, and the only reason that I did that is because we did beat them the first time. However, I think with the guys we're missing on defense now and the way they're moving the ball on offense, it's going to be really difficult, if not impossible. I think barring some sort of, you know, God forbid injury on their side, like a Lamar Jackson going down, and then even then some things would have to bounce our way. I think that's the only way we could maybe win, given our circumstances right now. So... Another spin zone, Baltimore could well be resting some starters by that point in Week 16 because Pittsburgh is 5-5. Five and five. We are 4-6. and six. They're 8-2. I don't think they're going to rest think at anybody. that point, it especially playing in us in division. Yeah. Well, they want to be clicking going it, into the playoffs, yeah. too. So I'm going to say, I mean, yes, their offense is very good, but we did see what we did to that defense in Baltimore, right? Like, their defense is pretty suspect. So I think it's a winnable game. Um, I don't think it's completely like out of range to say we can beat them, especially at home. Um, I have a question mark by that one too, but screw it. I am now fired up and I'm taking, we're gonna take, we're gonna get a win. We're gonna beat Baltimore for the second time and then we're gonna roll into Cincinnati to close out the year and we're gonna drop a 50 burger on them. So what do you think about that game, JB, going into Cincinnati to close out the year? Would love to see it, 50 burger. I want it, I want Baker to sling five TDs. I'll take six even, but what do you think, Char? Last Does, game. Uh... Oh, I think, yeah, Baker will have, like, one of those Matt Flynn games where they just go off Week 17. And I think, will Cincinnati be rolling into that game 0-15? More than likely, unless they beat Pittsburgh this weekend. I could see them beat Pittsburgh. That would be that'd be pretty awesome oh, to watch uh, them get beat by them, get clowned. Pittsburgh just looks past Cincinnati. And... I think that's the one game that they can Cincinnati can win, though. I've seen some people saying it. I still think Cincinnati's probably just trying to lose so they can secure Joe Burrow. But I think that's one to watch, honestly. Um, so let's see. We'll go back. We never picked on Arizona, so just quick fire. We have to pick. Uh, JB, what do you think? Win, loss. Loss. Char, win. I'm gonna go win. Uh, Baltimore, quick fire. JB. Loss. Char. Loss. I'm gonna go win. So if we beat Arizona and then we win those what six games in a row, that Baltimore game is that's for the playoffs. That's for your life. That place is first energy is gonna be rocking. And I think we can just, I think we can pull an upset off again. Um, that'd be awesome to see. I want to sneak in those playoffs. Um, we just talked predictions. 
So we'll hop into the Dolphins since that's who we have next. And it's just we're focused on this week. The Dolphins are currently 2-8, and eight, and Cleveland is an 11-point favorite at home. Um, Char, what do you think about this matchup? I think this is a matchup where Cleveland has, should have most of the edges on the box, but the Dolphins really have been playing a lot better lately. They can still put up points, so I'm a little, little nervous. Our defense gives up more points than I'd like. But as long as we can come out and still win this game, and I fully expect our offense to, I, I expect at least 30 points out of the Browns this week. I would think we would shred them. The good thing about that Miami offense, though, is running the ball, they are awful. They're averaging under three yards a carry, and their starting quarterback, Blodge or whatever, 1.9 yards a carry, and he has no rushes over 10 yards. That is just, that's embarrassing. Oof. I think that's a perfect matchup for us because our secondary <laughs> is pretty good. So I like that. Um, JB, what do you think about this matchup? Uh, before I cover this, I just want to go back. Uh, there's still, and remind people, there's still a month and a half of football left, and anything can happen. We didn't think we would be without Miles at this point. Stranger things have happened. Teams are going to drop games that we didn't think they were going to drop, and we really don't know until, you know, we'll have a better clue about a month from now, but until then, we really don't know what's going to happen. But as far as Miami's concerned, um, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick could give us a little bit of trouble given how thin our defense is. I'm not as worried about, obviously, their run game's not good, and that's great because given the, you know, the guys we're missing on the defensive line, so it'll be easier to plug and play guys there and get some stops in the run game. I don't think our secondary is going to have much trouble. The only thing that would worry me a little bit is that, you know, some of the newer guys that we're going to have to put out there. Um, just hope they don't blow their coverages. That's really all it comes down to. As long as they're in the right right spot and don't give up the deep ball, you can live giving up a 10-yard run You know, a few times a game. You can't live giving up deep bombs. Yeah, I think we'll be all right in the secondary. We have a plethora of defensive backs, and they've all played a decent amount of snaps. Um, so I think we'll be okay there. That's why I feel pretty confident about handling this game pretty easily. Like I said, the spread is at 11 in Cleveland's favor, so we need score predictions. Char, what do you think the final score will be? I'm going to go. The game's a push for our gamblers. I'm feeling 38-27 to 27 with the Dolphins scoring. I feel like it's one of those games that we're never seriously threatened, but it's never like a true blowout either. Like It's consistently a 10-14 to 14 point game in the second half. Okay, I like that. Um, who's your game MVP? My game MVP is going to be Kareem Hunt today. I like it. I hope so. He has been working so hard for us, and I really think he's just helped this offense just take it up a notch. Um, JB, what is your prediction? I think the score is going to be 34-17 to 17 Browns. I think we're going to see a steady diet of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and Baker. When it's his opportunity to sling the rock, he's going to do that. I think it's going to be a turning game for him and get him rolling for sure announced that he is back for the rest of the season and I think it's going to be a confidence game for everyone. All right so I'm going to go 38 to 20 so I'm in agreement with Char that we're going to score 38. I think we'll give up 20 points give up maybe like one deep ball but I think if anything happens we'll just get like a stupid pass interference like on Denzel again but I think we're going to handle him. Uh, Nick will run all over him. Kareem will have a few nice plays out of the backfield and I think Baker, like um, we're saying, is just going to roll. I think he really found his confidence last week in Pittsburgh because he had a great game. Um, so I, I like the Browns to cover by a touchdown in this game. And then just to close out this episode, we brought up a few pretty superstar quarterbacks in the MVP race. 
So we're just going to play a little game. I'm not going to give you a name. I'm going to give you their total yards, pass and rush combined, so we don't all know who Lamar is, their completion percentage, their touchdown total with rushing and passing, and how many interceptions. And you guys will have to say who you think should be the MVP, just to see what we say off based off that. So if you want to write it down, QB number one has a total of 3,046 yards. He has a 66.3% completion percentage, 25 touchdowns, and five interceptions. QB number two has a total of 2,993 yards, 68.5% completion percentage, 26 touchdowns, and has only thrown two interceptions. And then the final quarterback has a total of 2,892 yards, 69.5% completion percentage, 21 touchdowns, and six interceptions. All right, JB, we're going to go to you first. Out of those three, who is your MVP and why? I'm going to go with the second quarterback that you named, uh, 2,993 passing yards, 68.5% completion percentage, 26 touchdowns and two interceptions. I think that's the biggest, two interceptions. That is impressive. That's where I was going to go with this. He has the same you know, yards, t passing touchdowns and all of that, and he's taking care of the ball, two interceptions. You can't ask for anything more from a quarterback with that stat line. I like that pick. All right, we're going to go over to you, Char, and then we'll reveal who the quarterbacks are. Okay, so just strictly on speculation, I feel fairly confident two of these quarterbacks are Lamar and Russell, but I'm curious if the third one, because I could be talked into it being a variety of three guys, Deshaun, Rodgers, or Dak. So I'm really interested to see that, because I feel like right now, on these stats, there's two guys that stand out. The 26-2 and two and 25-5 and five with the 3,000 yards. But for MVP right now, I'd take the quarterback B or number two. And then I think C would be slightly like tier 1B after those guys. All right, so you both took quarterback number two, which happens to be Seattle's Russell Wilson. And like I said earlier in the podcast, if it wasn't for Lamar just coming on and like just being a storm onto the scene... Russell would win this thing, but Lamar's the hot name, he's new, he's fast, he's really fun to watch, so that's why everybody's saying he should win. But if you watch Russell, that dude is running for his life, he's making plays, he's winning games down the stretch. I'm with you guys, I think Russell should win it. Um, I know you guys didn't know names, so that's it. does knowing the name change it all for you, um, JB? No, it doesn't, and I think uh, Russell is just a seasoned, complete, Final form of what Lamar Jackson wants to be. Lamar will be, you know, slightly more athletic and can do more with his legs. But as far as passing and decision making goes, that's who Lamar is going to be. If Lamar gets to be that good of a passer, oh my gosh! I hope he gets out of our division quickly. Do the names change at all for you, Char? Oh no, Russell Wilson. Yeah, seems like he's guides a more consistently elite offense. Lamar's kind of like a freak, more like a Mike Vick, where he can just run it like crazy and I think he's since he's like come on got hot the media narrative's been it's a runaway race for him but it seems like it'll be really interesting as a two-horse race here coming down the stretch between those two guys I agree I think I'm slightly pulling for Russell just because he hasn't got one yet and he's been there for a while I'll tell you right now if that guy has the ball on a final possession in the fourth quarter down by a score I'm sorry but your team just lost because he's gonna go score and they're gonna win he has been awesome. And the turnaround that Pete Carroll 
he's had in Seattle is crazy. They lost that Legion of Boom, and then they switched, and they made their offense great. They just completely switched dynamics, and they just keep on winning. It's truly impressive, and that's going to be interesting to see who wins the MVP and which of those two teams uh, makes a deeper run into the playoffs. So that will do it for Episode 4 of The Believeland Pod. I will be in First Energy Stadium this weekend. I hope to see some of you guys there. Um, be rowdy, be loud. Our team needs it for this final push to get to the playoffs. Go Brownies.